Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. Good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Parshas Vayikra. Parshas Vayikra. Tavshin Pei Gimel. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Where we've entered into the month of Nisan. Nisan, the first of the month. Rishin Hulachem Rosh Chadashim. The month that just like Klai Yisrael was Nigal B'Mitzrayim. Chazal tell us that we hope and we pray and we daven that Mitzvah Shem Asid in Ligoyal. And this is our fervent prayer that we should be zeichet to the Gula Shlema. Ah, as I said previously, in maybe previous podcasts that I heard that my Rebbe of Moshe Feinstein, zeichet tzadik levrocha, when it came to the month of Nisan, he always had a heightened feeling of happiness and simcha, because he really felt truly that this is the zman, the time which is mesugal for the coming of the Gula Achreina. They say one year that at the end of the month of Nisan, when unfortunately it didn't happen, they say he looked down and despondent, and they asked him why was he despondent, and he said, because this year I truly felt that, Mitzvah, he said he truly felt that the Rabbanu would have brought Mashiach, and when it didn't come at the end, he was disappointed. So we should ourselves elevate ourselves to try to be mechazik in our amuna, that Mitzvah and the Rabbanu should bring the gula, and we should do all the things, the tikkunim that we need, all the hachanas that we need, in order to be zeicher, to the, the gula shleim of Meir of Yameinu Amen. And this week, in the midst of everything that's going around, especially here in Eretz Yisrael, I don't know if many of you know in details the deep friction and the fissure of arguments which are taking place in the country, tremendous amount of animosity towards the uh, current government who's trying to change the rules of the judicial system, and uh, the many, many chilonim are up in arms, so to speak, and not just up in arms, they're, they're demonstrating in full force. Last night they went to Bnei Brak and they went to Yerushalayim, and uh, some people are calling them anarchists, as they 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 disrupt um, traffic and they uh, there's arrests that are made and the kids are there's a lot of friction that are, that is going on in our own brethren and at the same time there are little videos that are popping up of of bright lights of um, you know people that in B'nai Brak, when the people were demonstrating, all the, 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 the from Yidden were playing Jewish music, and there's a picture of a protester with an Israeli flag around him, and crying when he heard the Shalom Aleichem, Malchi Asharis, Malchi Elyon, and um, he, you know, in the Sim Shalom, and he, they see this person crying, the Pintle Yid inside of him, it reminded him of his youth, and then there are pictures of also yeshiva boys dancing and not fighting with the protesters. And one of the protesters comes into the circle and is dancing together with the yeshiva boys. So in the midst of the darkness, as we always are fond of saying, there's lights that are bright. And we hope that we should be zeichem Hashem to nisim galuyim. And the same lights that were lit up in the times of Mitzrayim, when Klai Yisrael left, there was lights when they were living. We should be zeichet to that as well. We ourselves, our own family, we've had a lot of bright lights this week. My uh, nephew, Yosef Lif, my older brother's son, got married on Sunday night. 
As I mentioned last week, we were zeichet that our dear mother, who's not a youngster, was able to come to Eretz Yisrael, and we were zeichet not only was she able to was she able to to be together with her children and grandchildren and great grandchildren and great great grandchildren, Ara. She was zeichet we were able to dance she, at the chasna mitzvah dance with ourselves. And um, Hashem should continue to watch over her. We were yesterday to take her to the Kaisal. Kaisal Maravi, the Israeli police, allowed us to go into the parking. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience to be able to take her to the Kaisal and to the Daven. And then on the way back, we went to be Mavarech, the Birchas Eilonis. When it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, that when the 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 fruit trees begin to blossom on the month of Nisan, that once you make a special bracha. And I just want to mention what that bracha is. We say, And we mentioned that HaKadosh Baruch created, um, let me get the bracha, the exact lashon of here, HaKadosh Baruch does nothing that he leaves out in the world. Unbelievable lashon. He doesn't leave out anything in the world. He created beautiful creations, beautiful people, and beautiful trees, in order that people should be able to get pleasure. And this always reminds me what Teisvah says, that we say in the Berein of Fashas, there's a certain element that HaKadosh Baruch wants to give us chiyos. HaKadosh Baruch wants to give us briyos taivas and ilanos taivas. And he gives us fruits. Rav Shach Zatzal used to say, the fruits, take a look at the different colors of the fruit before you make a bracha. Rabbi Vigdor Mill used to always expound on the, the beauty of the fruit, the deliciousness of the fruit, the colors of the fruit. HaKadosh Baruch could have made fruits. Black and white, no. He made them orange. He made different colors. Kiwis, Rabbi. So if you think about the color of a kiwi, the taste of a kiwi, these are all things which created by the Rabbi Nishalolim. And he created it in order to give hana to people. And this is what we exclaim. So when we come and we see that there's the, 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 the blooming of the flowers and we see the fruits and we, ex, we exclaim to HaKadosh Baruch our thanks and we give shevach v'odoya to him, so that gives us chizik as we enter into this new month. I was thinking that uh, also this week I went to be Menachem Oval, the family of one of the wonderful rabbim of Ner Yaakov, Rabbi Yisrael Goldhaber, Levracha, who was not only a tremendous rabbi in the yeshiva and helped so many Talmidim, we'll speak a little bit more about him in a second, but he was from the old Karlina Hasidim and... He had a tremendous relationship with the present Karolina Rebbe, and um, he was a chassid. And uh, I was thinking that, you know, one of the varts that we always try to say over is the Balaturim in the beginning of this week's parish, the famous Balaturim. So let's tie it in. We'll say the vart, and then we'll try to tie it in a little bit, speak a little bit, some words that we... Heard and some things we want to say, some ices we heard about Rabbi Saul Goldhaber, Zechatzadik Levrachat Shabi Elifiz Neshama. The Pasik says, Vayikra El Moshe. And the famous uh, Balaturim points out that everyone brings it out that there's a small Aleph. It's called the Aleph Zeira in Vayikra. 
So the first thing to note is Vayikra, the Lashem Vayikra, Rashi already says that every single time it says a Dibur, it always says a Kriya beforehand, because a Kriya is a Lashem of Chiba. When you call somebody and you say, Oh, Moshe, yeah, Vayikra al Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch called Moshe, so to speak, calling is a Lashem of Chiba. Then this Vayadabir, then HaKadosh Baruch spoke to him. And we only find this Lashem like the Malachi Asharis use, Vikara Ze Al Omar. The Malachim, they, Rashi points out, they call to each other. That's a Lashon of Chiba. But by the Neviya Umas Ha'olam, like by Bilam, over there loses a Lashon of Tumah, and it says, Vayikar Elakim El Bilam. doesn't say it with a Lashon of Vayikra. He's missing out on that Aleph. Now, why did why do we only have the Aleph Zaira? So the, the Balaturim says, it's teaching us that Moshe Rabbeinu, who was such an onav, he didn't want that HaKadosh Baruch should call out to him in a personal fashion. And he wanted it to be Lashon Mikra, as if HaKadosh Baruch is not really speaking to him, just like by Bilam. It's just like a chaloim. Oh, it just happened to happen. It happened to happen. But it wasn't as if actually, as actually as if HaKadosh Baruch was talking to him. Because he was afraid of Gaiva. And because he was afraid of Gaiva, he told HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please, okay, don't put in the olive. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, no, we got to put in the olive. So HaKadosh so Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, I understand I got to put in the olive, but don't make it large, make it small. So there was this diminished olive which depicted Moshe Rabbeinu's Anova. In previous years, we've spoken about the fact that there's a kasha that Rav Shach Zetzal used to ask. Rav Shach used to ask, that we find already in Sefer Shmais that HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayikra El Moshe, Vayikra Hashem El Moshe. So why over there doesn't it say a, 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 an Aleph Zeira? Why over there did Moshe Rabbeinu not argue with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Why Dafka over here in the beginning of Sefer Vayikra? So if Shach Satsal gives an answer that Moshe Rabbeinu was always working on himself, he was a, the, the, the quincentennial Balmuser, and he felt over here that maybe there was an Indian of Gaiva, and therefore he decided that to argue with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And last year we raised the question, well, very, very good, but Moshe Rabbeinu, he was a quincentennial Baal Musar, so when HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to him the first time, he already should have said that uh, he doesn't want to be called that Lushen, because it'll be, it'll be, so to speak, a Lushen of Chiba, and he didn't want to have that, that, that Gaiva. So why over here, Dafka, at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra? So we said over a Gavaldika insight that I thought about. At the end of Sefer Shmais, we know that the Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that eventually builds the Mishkan. And the, the, the Ramban already explains that this is the way we go back to Maila Avaisa when the Shechina comes into the Beis Amigdash. But if you take a look at the Psukim in Sefer Vashmais at the end, it says, Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to come to the Olamayid, because the Shechina was there. And the Medrash says in this week's parasha that Moshe Rabbeinu only went in after he was called by a Baruch Hu. And this teaches us a lesson that a person should not enter before he is called. So we wanted to say last year that it could very well be that previously in Sefer Shemais, Moshe Rabbeinu was not picked out more than anybody else being, as being something special. But over here, by the case of the Mishkan, after the Shekhinah was there, 
if Moshe Rabbeinu would have allowed that he should be called by HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a, full fledged, in a full-fledged fashion a term of Vayikra, then it would have been as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying, oh, you Moshe Rabbeinu, you are the one that can enter into the, you can enter into the Mishkan. And that would have created a dynamics of Gaiva. Because Klape, all of Klai Yisrael, he was being chosen as the one that could enter into the Mishkan. And Moshe Rabbeinu felt that that would create Gaiva in him. And because he felt it created Gaiva in him, over here he said, I don't want to be called Vayikra with a full Aleph, I want it to be with a small Aleph. Uh, you know, uh, so this teaches us a lesson. <coughs> the Hakdama for get for Karbanis is to have Midas. What's that Midas? <coughs> to recognize <coughs> that even when we that we have to have a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is based upon the fact that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the Alufa Shalaylam. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the Aleph of the world, and we are Zeira. We are small. And that's the way we're able to have a relationship. And when we're bringing karbanas, we have to realize that, you know, we, we're lacking. And if we're lacking, then we can actually bring a carbon, we can get closer to Gadash Baruch You know, I saw Gavaldik Avard is brought down in the Mayan Shal Torah, from the Degel Machin Ephraim, that he says that in the first period of the Hasidim, so the Hasidim, uh, you know, they had their, their way of, of, of davening, they had their way of Adus Hashem, and I was thinking, especially in context of Rabbi Yisrael Goldhaber, the, with the Karlina Hasidim, where they, 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 they shout their davening very, very loudly. <coughs> the Misnagdim, they used to claim against them. They protested against them. <laughs> yeah. And they used to say a line, Ki Hasidim einam leimdim. The Hasidim, they don't learn. The Hasidim, they're into davening, they're into making lechayims, but they're not into the learning. So one of the great Magidim said over, the Magid Mipolana said, he says, yes, I, I agree. Ain a chassidim laimdim. The chassidim, they're not laimdim. What does that mean? They learn one thing. They learn ain. They learn to be ayin. They learn to be nothing. Ain chassidim laimdim. Meaning the chassidim are laimdim ain. They, they, they learn how to be, make themselves shuffle, how to make themselves humble. That's the Aleph Zeira. The tachlis of the Aleph, the tachlis of Limud, is that we should have Zeira, we should learn Midas. And the Medrash says in this week's parsha that the um, that that if a Talmud Chacham doesn't have Das, then a Nevela is greater than him. And this is the lesson that Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching us: you don't walk into someone's house unless you knock. You don't walk into your own home unless you knock. For sure, you don't walk into the home of the Rebbeinu Shlomo without being called. And I saw that Revolbi said it doesn't say it anywhere in the Torah. It's just, a, it's just mentioned over here because over here Chazal are teaching us the tachlis of the Torah is to have seichel. And if a person doesn't have seichel, then the veila is, is better than him. It's better he should be like the carcass of an animal. Rabbi Yisrael Goldhaber should be a schusvim. I heard that he was not only a chassid of this Rebbe, the present Rebbe, should be gesut and stark, but he was a chassid of the previous Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan who was the grandfather of the Heintiger Rebbe. And at one point, Rav Goldhaber was, 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 was one of the Shamasim, and Rav Yochan already was older, and it seems that he had a, a Zivik Shani, and that Zivik Shani was a little bit shimer on him, and she wouldn't let the Hasidim come in all the time. 
And one time, Rabbi Yochanan the Rebbe, <coughs> he called out, Yisrael, 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 I have to come. You have to come, I need you. And he wanted to go into the house, but the door was locked, because that second Rebbeson had locked the door. So he went to the porch of the dira where he was next door, and he called to the Rebbe, said, Rebbe, I can't get in. So they, this is what I heard over. I had heard over that the Rebbe said, Rebbe Yisrael, Yisrael, the host Amuna, if you have a Muna, then the Kenstein spring in. If you have a Muna, you can jump in. And they say that, this is what the Maise they say, I heard this by the Shiva, that Rebbe Yisrael, little he jumped from one dira to another dira, and it wasn't close by, and somehow he got there. This was the Amuna Pshuta, this was the, 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 the Aleph Zeira that Rebbe Yisrael had. And he was a fantastic person. I know he's Mashpia, a lot, a lot of Talmidim. And one of the stories we said over was that one of the Talmidim in Ner Yaakov was learning Mesechta Saita with one of the Ner Yaakov Rebbeim, and he made a project, and they learned it Shana Aleph, and they continued learning it on Shana Bet, and then they were holding on making a Siyam, and before they'd made the Siyam, they were sitting and learning, and this boy had had literally written every single translation and every single comma. This, I guess, was the days before Shatenstein Gemara's and he had everything, a beautiful, beautiful Masechta, Masechta Saita, they was learning, and then all of a sudden, he was drinking coffee, and coffee spilled and fell onto the Gemara, and it, it ruined, the, ruined the whole Gemara, many, many pages of the Gemara, and he was very despondent, look what happened, and this Rebbe said, come, we'll go to Rabbi Goldhaber, we asked Rabbi Goldhaber, why did this happen? So they went to Rabbi Goldhaber, who was then sitting, remember, in that room in the beginning of Ner Yaakov, and they said to him, what happened? He had such a project of learning this Gemara, and now the coffee spilt. So Rabbi Yisrael thought, thought for a minute, and he said to him, this is a lesson for life. The lesson for life is that you're, there's going to be times that you're going to make a lot of accomplishments. You're going to put in the hard work, and there are many, many good things that are going to happen. And then all of a sudden, something's going to come along, and it's going to make it seem as if everything has been wiped away. It's going to be dark clouds. It's going to be, you know, the coffee is going to spill, so to speak. But you have to know the coffee spilling on your Gemara is a beauty mark. It's a mark of beauty because it, it's, this is the test to see if you're going to continue and you're going to take a look and you're going to cherish the fact that this was all part of your Mesiris Nefesh for your Avodah Hashem. And I think this fits in very, very well into the Adam Kinaf, Adam Kiyakiv Nefesh, when a person's Makiv is Nefesh, person has to be makriz nefesh in order to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Rabbi Yisrael was such a person. He was a person that was, was makriz his nefesh. He was makriz his nefesh for his relationship with the Rebbe. He was makriz his nefesh for his relationship with the Talmidim. And this is maybe the olive Zeira, to recognize everything that we have is really a matana from HaKadosh Baruch There's another aspect which, we, again, we're saying over a little bit, we said over last year, but we'll be massive a little bit, that in the Karbanis, we see the Pasik Perak Aleph, Pasik Vav Tetes, and it speaks about the Hefshit, the Hifshit is a You should you have literally skin the Eulam, then you have to cut it up into pieces. And then it says, Bene Aaron will take the Esh, the Hikter, Hakonis, Hakol Mizbeichum. They'll light a fire and the map with the carbon onto the Mizbeach. Now we know that today, we don't have the base of Ignish. What do we have? We have Tfilah B'makam, the Kurbanis. And it says, Tfilahs are connected to Tvidim, Tamit Shal Shachar, Tamit Shal Ben Rabbayim, Shachar is Mincha. And then 
the the Mayrivs connected the Hector Chalov and Veirvarim. So we see over here in this pasuk that there are really three different stages of how we bring the carbon. The first thing is the hefshit. You have to skin the, the, the animal. The second thing is you have to cut it up into pieces. And the third thing is you have to burn it as a sacrifice on the Mizbeach. The reason is, as many of the should bring, the Rishonim bring, the Ramban brings, in order that a person should look and should say to himself, this is really what should have happened to me, and that person should be chayzer b'tshuva. But we know that this is really today connected tefillahs. Where do we see this in our tefillahs? So the Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Tzadak Tches that this is what the Hasidim HaRishonim and the Anshim Maizim would do. The first thing, they would elevate themselves by being misbaided, by putting themselves into a matzav of hisbaidudus, of literally contemplation, umechavnin betfilas, and umechavnin in their tefillahs, until they got to the point of what's called hispashtus agashmius. Literally, their souls would become separate from their, gash, from their, from their physical desires. And the seicho would be misgabra on them. And this is the first step in tefillah. The first step in tefillah, which is not an easy test, which is that we have to be misgaber, and we have to be mafshit, the gashmius, and they get closer to the ruchnis, which is the seichel. The next thing is, is to literally cut ourselves into pieces, which is recognize our avoida is that we have to be machnia our leiv, our heart has to become uh, humble. As the Pasik says, leiv nishbar When a person has a broken heart, the broken heart, HaKadosh Baruch answers his tefillahs. That's the second aspect of tefillah. The third thing is that we have to raise ourselves up, we have to make a fire. The fire is that we have to literally dive in with a flame, like you're being makriv yourself as a carbon Lashem, like an Ishim. And everything has to do with our Avot HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it could very well be, that's why we say in the beginning of Davening Ishmael, Why do we have to mention that? The answer is, because if we really fulfilled what it says in the Shulchan Aruch, that we're mafshet the Gashmius, and we're menateach ourselves. So then really, we, our lips are not really things which can really speak, because we're not really like so connected to our, to our, to our, to our lips anymore. Therefore we say, Hashem, you should open up our mouths. And when a person is holding on such a level, then his tefillahs are truly helped. Rabbi said, this is an avayda gedayla. This is the avayda of, of, of karbanas. This is the avayda of, the avayda of getting closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I saw an interesting thing that, uh, no, we'll tie it in a little bit to Pesach and Yonim, that we know that on Pesach, we um, give out nuts. And on Rosh Hashanah, we know we're not allowed to eat nuts. So why is it that we're allowed, not allowed to eat nuts in Rosh Hashanah and on Pesach we give out nuts? Another thing is that on Rosh Hashanah and Aser Simei Tshuva, we do what's called Tashlich. We go, to the, we go to the waters and we throw our sins, so to speak, into the Yam. On the other hand, by Pesach, when we're making the matzah, we draw forth the water. We take the water with us, and we create what's called the Mayim Shalonu. So Saul brought down that 
there's two different avoiders. There's an avoider of Tishrei. The avoider of Tishrei is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought to create the world. The avoider of Nisan, of the month of Nisan, is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually created the world. And the tshuva process is both in Tishrei and in Nisan. In Tishrei, it's the avoider of Yira. We have years for, for the Rabbanu Shalom, it's Nisan Taikif, it's the Kedushas Hayyim, and a person does tshuva mitoch yira. When a person does tshuva mitoch yira, then the averis, the chatois, the shayigim, the, the, the averis become like shkogos. We turn them into a shaygik. While on nisin, the avodah is avodah mitoch ava. Just finished Purim, mitoch ava sanes. We're getting close to the Pesach, which is the, 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 the nisim guluyim, which HaKadosh Baruch does for us. So then the Avaida is Tshuva Me'ava. Tshuva Me'ava, the Gemara says, the, the Avairas, the Avairas turned into Schuyas. So it's Gewaldic. On Nisan, we throw our Avairas into the Yam because we, wa- we want to get rid of the Avairas because our Avairas are still there. They become like Shkogais, but there's still, there's, there's still a Rosh in there. Therefore, we throw it into the Yam. But by Pesach, we take the water from the Yam because now we did it mitoch ava, mitoch ava. Now we can take the water and we can make the carbon, we can make the, the matzah, we can eat the matzah together with the carbon pesach. And that's the reason why in Rosh Hashanah we don't eat nuts because the egos is begumatri chet. And since it's begumatri chet and there's still a roshim of the chet, we want to stay away from it. But on Pesach, the roshim is a roshim of schuyas. So now we're allowed to eat the nuts. Because now the chet is not an obstacle. Adirabah, the chet itself turned into a schus, and therefore I'm allowed to eat it. Rabbi Sai, there's so much that we should be mechazikin. We should see the good. We should see the Ilanis toivas. We should see the, 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 the pintle yid. And within the yid, Rabbi Sai, everyone has what's called the olive za'ira. The olive za'ira is that part of us which is that humble part, that part where a person recognizes that everything that I have is really all a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when we, ha- when we see that, and we recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is calling us, and we turn ourselves into Aleph Zairas, and we recognize we're all Aleph Zairas, and we shouldn't be haughty over anybody else, and we give tzedakah, and we recognize we're all in it together, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu We'll be happy with our Avaida, we'll be karif to him, the Karbanas will bring us closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu. we'll be Zachar Mitz Hashem, that this Shabbos, as we enter into the Shabbos, to be a Shabbos Kodesh, a Parshish Vayikra, the Aleph Zeira, the Hefshet, the Nituach, we should daven to Kaddish Baruch Hu. we should be Zachar Mitz Hashem, that this Pesach will be a seed in Ligoyal, and we'll be together with Gantz Klai Yisrael, bringing and eating from the Zvachim and the Psachim and the Beis Migdash, Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.